Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast of two guys in their 20s, giving the perspective on the games that we love, the headlines on pop culture, and the meaning about it all. I'm host Winsor Burns, along with my counterpart, Savon Morris, and the chairman, the head of the Florida Gators fan club, Savon Morris. How's it going? <laughs> What's up, man? We're back. Well, we you guys are back. <laughs> Oh, it's going good, man. And for this episode, as always, you know, we have a lot of topics to get into um, today. And to start off with just, you know, the, the recent the, the recent game with the Bills and Rams and just their dominant um, uh, road win and just how impressive Josh Allen's performance was, you know, in Buffalo's 31 to 10 win. Um, Josh Allen passed for 297 yards while accounting for four touchdowns. Um, Von Miller had two of Buffalo's seven sacks and the Bills, they just clearly look like a Super Bowl contender. I mean, you know, we, we've been talking about just how 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 much anticipation we have for their season, but what were your thoughts on this win and just kind of like how dominant they were against the, the defending champs? I mean, they're hungry. They're hungry. And <clears throat> before I even get into how good the Bills were, hats off to organizations and teams who can continue to be great year after year. We yeah. see a completely drop from the <laughs> LA Rams. Defense still look good. Drastic, was- drastic difference, man. Just how much the season changes. Oh, my gosh. Offense looked terrible. Matthew Stafford was off. I I didn't know he threw that many interceptions last year, but he gave up two uh, yesterday. Running game was non-existent. Cam Akers had three carries for zero yards. Goose egg. So, Bills looked amazing, man. From top to bottom, they looked amazing. You know, Mm. Allen has come to his own. Like, Man, how comfortable he looks. How comfortable and settled he looks. It's, It's crazy. Couple of interceptions. One was his fault for sure, but another one came off the hands of one of the wide receivers. But he looked, he looked poised. He looked good. Other than that, I mean, running game was working. Diggs looked like top notch, like he's been, you know, playing in a summer league or something yeah. with the USFL or <laughs> still juiced up. But man, no, yeah. I, I love what I saw from the Bills. I love what I saw from. Um, Allen, man, he's a, he's a definitely leader, vocal guy. He had a chip on his shoulder. You know, Jalen Ramsey said it. <laughs> he didn't know why they drafted him back in 2018 and all this stuff. And Jalen Ramsey got toasted, man. toast, toast, toasted. <laughs> and I mean, when you look at Buffalo, th- there was that immediate like that sense of just how hungry they are. Like early on, like like in terms of just what they're coming back from the depth, you know, the, obviously the, the, the tough, extremely tough playoff loss against the, against the chiefs. Like, do you feel as though it's one of those years where they're just like, they can just sense like, Hey, we're, we were so close that we really want to go into this year. Guns ablaze blazing, just like taking back what we, what we kind of thought was ours. Yeah. I think they, they're at a, at a stretch where they understand how good they are and how, what yeah. they couldn't be, but it's always getting over that hump. And this game is, is the flip in the right direction. Mm-hmm. First game of the season, you want to set the tone, set the tone for the whole NFL. You're the first game of the year. Oh, yeah. You have to, and you're playing the Super Bowl champs. Doesn't get so bigger you than that. You have to make a statement. So hats off to these guys. This is this is the step into the right direction to get over that hump. I mm-hmm. think they made great moves um, in the in the offseason in the draft, signing new guys, bringing guys back. I think they're they're I won't say they're they're the, the Super Bowl champ or will win the Super Bowl, but I think they're in a step in the right direction. But they yeah. have to get over that hump. They have to I mean they have to pay the Chiefs yet, so we don't know if they got over. Exactly. That's gonna be the test right First there. <laughs> the 
Definitely. Um, and now getting into to Russell Wilson's five-year, $245 million extension and just mm-hmm. you know expectations for the Broncos this year in a, in a really tough AFC West. Um, and this new deal, Wilson is also guaranteed $165 million. And it, it's one of the most you know just lucrative conf- contracts in NFL history and extends him as Denver's QB through the 2028 season. But what are your thoughts on this deal and just you know how there were just so much change for him this offseason going mm-hmm. to a new team? Man, you look at what the Broncos have been through the past four to five years. Mm -hmm. They came off having a franchise quarterback and Peyton Manning. They've been searching for a franchise quarterback for the past four to five years. So you look at a guy with Russell Wilson, and you have a chance to solidify and and etch him in stone for the next four or five years. You feel amazing. We know what Russell Wilson can do. We know what he can't do. But his up his upside is extremely extremely t- uh, tough to get over. Yeah, looking at what he's accomplished, being a five ten quarterback, coming in and winning a Super Bowl, almost won two. Almost won two. but he's been the top a top ten quarterback, top seven quarterback mm-hmm. for a while. So if you if you have been missing that, and you're yeah. used to being top top dog, you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna find an opportunity. To, to, to get back to that rim. And I think they have that on Russell Wilson. They got a couple of, I think him and J- Jerry Judy is going to be a good match. Yeah, fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Running game is still have to, you know, come come alive a little bit. But I think they got a great quarterback in Russell Wilson. They have a franchise quarterback now. So mm. hats off to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> but you're still not going to be that good. I'm just going to let you know that because your defense – that's and, and and that's that's the thing I wanted to mention in this division. You got the you you got the Chargers. You got the you 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 have the Chiefs. Have the Raiders. Like who do you see as the top team in this division looking forward? Because that you know the Chargers I think can have an extremely good year. I think this is the year they're going to get to the playoffs. But what do you think about like who, who's going to be that top team in the AFC West? That's tough. You know, in the beginning of the season, I thought it was going to be the uh, Las Las Vegas. You know. Um, mm. I thought it was going to be those guys. And then you see them get rid of four or five players. <laughs> and, you, know, they, you know, they acquired Devontae Adams. Yeah. They got the weapons. Got to move out people. Move, you know, move people in. But they just got rid of uh, uh, Alex Leatherwell, who's a Pensacola native. Uh, uh, you know, Anthony, uh, Anthony, I think it's uh, Abram, uh, Jonathan Abram, the safety. So it was like, I don't know. And I thought it was going to be the Kansas City Chiefs because it's the Kansas City Chiefs. But looking at preseason – they have not impressed me at all. The offense doesn't look as high when they had Tyreek Hill. Juju looks like he's just a Juju on a beat. Like right now, I think the Clippers, the Clippers. Oh my god! <laughs> we got it. But no, I'm putting that glove in. I'm putting that glove in. <laughs> that glove is getting put in. <laughs> the Chargers. The Chargers. Juju on a beat. The Chargers. I think is going to win the division. I like mm. Justin Herbert. I mean, I've always been a fan of of, of Allen, one of the, one un, underrated a wide receiver. They have the weapons with Williams as well, and decent running game. Mm. I mean, defense looks. I mean, you still got the Bosa, Joey Bosa, and uh, Melvin Ingram. So I think you know the Chargers is going to be the team that they come out on the AFC West. And I think if Denver Broncos get, can get in there in the mix, I think they'll come out at two or three. But right now, I have the Chargers. Chargers, yeah, Chargers look good. Very, yeah, very, very. Yeah. Very good. Um, and, and even looking at, at this first week, um, in terms of in terms of the, the, the upcoming games, you, obviously you know you, you've got um Kansas City, Arizona, uh, obviously Tampa Bay, Dallas, um, Niners, Chicago. Like, and to me, you know, looking at a game like 
the 49ers in Chicago is interesting because you have, you know, two-year quarterbacks. You, you want to see what Trey Lance is going to do also Justin Fields. Yeah. And then that I think that that 49ers defense is is going to have a phenomenal year. But what is kind of like the most intriguing game for you uh, this upcoming weekend? Man, oh, who? I mean, the one we, we've already seen, obviously, uh, with the Bills mm, and the Rams. Uh, the Rams. That was the one I was looking forward to the most. We got that at first. I do, I do like the Bears and um, and the 49ers because I'm I'm so interested in what Trey Trey Lance is going to do, man. That's the missing and piece because they got everything else. They got everything. Got everything else. else. They have a contingency plan with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought that was very interesting. Jimmy won in this situation because he has so he has incentives in his deal in his contract that he can make up to ten million dollars being a yeah. backup quarterback. So I'm not even ten million. I think it was sixteen million he can make in being a backup quarterback. But I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Trey Lance. Are they going to take the excuse that that's the dryer? Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm in the living room. Are they going to uh, take the training wheels off of Trey Lance and open up the playbook for him and not just give him, just be a RPO and stretch heavy uh, offense? Right. Are they going to let him go deep down the field? And I'm looking at Justin Fields too. There's no excuses for this guy. They got out and got him some players. So I'm interested to see if just the offensive line has got better. The unit has uh, kind of got some chemistry over the offseason. And yeah. Justin Fields, he has to be the leader. They they put a lot of money and a lot of resources in Justin Fields, so I'm I'm interested to see what he does. So, but I'm more so interested in Trey Lance because this is your time to shine. Yeah. You sat for a year, you it. played a couple games. This is it. This is this is what you've been dream dreaming of. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you got. Let's see what the kid got. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now transitioning to college football and just kind of, you know, thoughts on uh, Georgia's blowout win versus Oregon, just, you know, the level of dominance displayed um, in their, you know, 49 to three win for the season opener. Stetson Bennett threw for 368 yards, also accounted for three touchdowns. And the defense just also looked revamped and put on an absolute clinic. And this was a game that, you know, even I mentioned, I thought it was going to be one of the one of the, the in- intriguing games. And, I, and I'm starting the trend, Savon, of saying this is going to be an intriguing game that ends up being a blowout like it happens every year. <laughs> Literally every game I think is a, it's a you know, blowout. But but what were your thoughts on this just, just dominant win for Georgia, them starting their title defense and just, you know, a really just, you know, assertive fashion? <laughs> we talked about it, the, the, you know, the days prior to them playing mm-hmm. that Bo Nix is 0-3. Now he's 0-4 against uh... <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. We talked about this. New scenery. They, they hyped him yeah. up. He just got married in the offseason. He tore his ACL, transferred to Oregon, won the starting job out of the quarterbacks. For why? <laughs> why? Two interceptions in the first quarter. The offense look, did not get a groove. They didn't look good at all. Georgia, it was they had 15 players going to the draft. Everybody got drafted. <laughs> they had three guys in the secondary came back from last year. Everybody else is new. They got a giant for a tight end, 6'7". Don't know where this guy came from. (laughs) They look like they're going to win it again. It's kind of looking like that. And and I hate to say they look good. Bennett looked amazing. Man. That's the best quarterback I've seen Georgia have in the past three or four years. He was so poised. He was accurate. He didn't get, he didn't get, uh, uh, he had alert, alert, alert in his head when the, the pocket collapsed on him. He stood in, took some yeah. shots, was a leader. He was a field general. 
Georgia always had different. They always had the running game. They always had decent wide receivers in a in a great front seven. But they always sometimes missed the quarterback. I think yeah. Bennett, even even last year, whatever. But Bennett this year, oh my gosh! For the first time, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, if we can beat Georgia. They <laughs> look know. so formidable, they man. Good, they just they from top good. from top down to bottom. Like th- this team just just really looks like complete they really look they really look look like a complete team and i mean like even looking at their prep like when you go into a season as a defending champs you lose a lot of players in the draft um and you're coming in like you know obviously it's you you still have the same quarterback but it's just in the same coach but it's a different type of like infrastructure in the team like what do you think is the mentality that those players have to have in terms of just like you know coming off a championship but still Mm -hmm. knowing hey this is not the identical team that we had last year it's a different type of formula that's, so, I mean, same same formula, same formula, yeah. but, but just in different players. That's it right there. Last year, doesn't matter. The yeah. zero, zero, everybody's on a clean slate. Everybody's on, a, on on the same playing field. You have to go in there and starts, it starts in recruiting, but it also starts in the offseason, doing these camps, workouts, having that mentality. Georgia has always had that mentality to be a great football team. I've never seen a terrible Georgia team in my lifetime. Never seen a, a terrible Georgia team. So with with that, you always come in into the new season clean slate. I don't care. Fifteen guys. That's what that was the, the the headlines. Yeah, is Georgia still Georgia after losing fifteen of their star guys? And I'm here to tell you, everybody knows it. Georgia is still Georgia. They're still Georgia. And that's the beauty about <laughs> rebuilding and implementing the same system that yeah. you you've had for a couple of years. And Kirby Smart, man, I mean, his time is now. Oh, out. They possibly could repeat. Yeah, they possibly it's, it's, could repeat. That's how they were. It's a high possibility. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and now getting into into Florida, so just impressive home home win victory against Utah. Um, in this in the, in this three point win, Anthony Richardson's third TD. <laughs> Savon's giving a step of approval. <laughs> But but his third TD gave Florida the lead with a minute twenty five left. Richardson ran eleven times for one hundred six yards and was never stopped for a loss. And on the other side, Tavon Thomas had one hundred fifteen yards rushing in a score for Utah. But what are your thoughts on this statement home win against Utah? I mean, this was a seventh ranked team um, coming to Florida. Just like this was a very this was a great way to start the season against you know a top ten team. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give them praise first, and then I'm gonna dissect them and break them down like Coach Napier has already done. Mm. Offensive line looked amazing. Looked amazing. Yep. Running game, passing game. Anthony Richardson was a clean, was a was clean all game. Yes. Wide receivers looked pretty decent. The play calling was was consistently defense decent. Defense stepped up in big times. But our front seven have to do better. Have, mm. Especially our defensive line. Brandon Cox, Javante, uh, uh Javon Dexter. Those guys, those are the leaders of our defense, defensive line. I did not see a sack. We had a couple of pressure, but he was clean the entire game outside of yeah. running and doing RPOs. I think that's our weak spot right now. They're, you can't run on us. So let's, let's get, let me, oh, yeah. you're not going to be able to run. Straight. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you're not going to run. But I think when we, once it comes to sacks and creating turnovers, I think we lack in that department. I mean, yeah. DBs decently look good. Linebackers stepped up, but we had a lot of penalties a lot of, you know, play fumbles, fumbles on the first drive, uh, fumble with uh, NTN, but he got it back. He looked pretty good. So it, that was a good statement game for our new head coach, the new players, the new era of Florida Gators. I thought it was amazing. 
But next game, we got Kentucky. We have to move on. We have to fix those mistakes. And I think I think we're we're pretty good. You know, Anthony Richardson looked really really good, really good. Well poised. Yeah. I'm I'm still want him to take it off a little bit because he he zips that ball in there like he's playing baseball. But you gotta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can't throw it 100 miles per hour nah. on a five yard dig. You can't uh-uh. do that. But, That's but, not gonna work. All in all, I think I think we look good. All in all, I think we 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 we, we, we look really good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, and, and and also looking at you know the upcoming opponent, you know, with Kentucky, like like what are kind of what are kind of your thoughts on on how that matchup you know could play out because they're coming off of a great win, but just like you said, they got to bounce back really quick because yeah. in college football, it's just like any week, any week mm-hmm. uh, uh, can be a loss and a letdown after a big win. So, like, what are your kind of early thoughts on that matchup? We lost to Kentucky last year. <laughs> So this is revenge. You know, sometimes Kentucky and Florida goes back and forth. Yeah. It's so easy to get lost. Excuse me. It's so easy to get lost, you know, jumping from not ranked at all to number 12. Excuse me. And and getting getting that mindset, okay, we're 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 good enough. No, you have to come in like they can beat you every week. But I, I but I, what I love about Billy Napier is he's he's similar to Nick Saban. Nothing is ever good enough. <laughs> Nothing's ever Literally. good enough. So I'm looking at this this Kentucky defense doesn't scare me. It's their their pa- their passing attack and their running game scares me. But their defense, we, yeah, the same guy who said Kyle Pitts wasn't going to do anything. Kyle Pitts was like three touchdowns that year. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about the defense; it's more so the offense. But I think our linebackers are getting into their own, and if we get pressure and we start creating sacks, because normally we have two dogs on the end. It's been a, a couple of years where we didn't have, you know, two dogs, the rushers who can get to the yeah. quarterback. Brent Cox has not stepped to that plate just yet. Hopefully this is his last season and he does that. But I, I'm looking for pressure. The front seven has to play perfect in my eyes. So we have to get pressure. We have to get off blocks. We have to plug holes. We, we got to end games. Ventrell Miller could have ended the game before they drove to the, to the West Coast. Mm. He missed a pick. So, no costly penalties right. in our front seven has to play lights out. If we don't, we're in trouble. Absolutely. Um, and, and now getting into kind of just thoughts on, on Ohio State's win versus Notre Dame. Um, you know, the Buckets were, were able to lean on, on their revamped defense in a, in a you know top five opener. TJ Shroud threw two touchdown passes in, in a 21 to 10 win this uh, um, last Saturday night. But what were your thoughts on, you know, just Ohio State's win and just, you know, how their defense was able to really, you know, neutralize Tyler uh, Buckner in the second half? Man, I said it was going to be winning the trenches, and I think I was right. <laughs> In my yeah, you were definitely proven right. <laughs> I, yeah, man. The, whew, what? That's how you break down an offensive line, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forgot that he was number five. I got the defensive lineman. He made two great sacks in the fourth quarter, and he's been he was he was active the entire game. Like he was, he was, at, he was active. He was going after the quarterback. He was making, he was creating chaos. He was make, other people was making a play. His play recognition is off the charts. But I knew that Ohio State would start start slow, and Notre Dame would start slow because they're you know one track offense. Right. But man, what a game! What a game! That's how you. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. That's how you come in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter and top it off with a touchdown. Third quarter. 
top it off with a touchdown and defense play lights out, which they did. They did yeah. not allow any points in the second half. That's why they say defense wins championships, Wellington. And that's what they do. Ohio State still, I think they, they have some, a lot of weak spots, but their defense, man, if their defense can hold off, that's how it was with Georgia last year. I thought Georgia's mm. defense and special teams held them in positions where their offense did not. Did not hold now, them. <laughs> it's both. They yeah, it's, it's both. both. It's, it's, it's top. <laughs> so if, if Ohio State's defense can withstand and not give up points in the second half, they're going yeah. to be defined. But if they go against a squad who can bang, bang with them, geez. Man, it's going to yeah, be a long day. It's going to be, it's gonna be yeah, a long season for them. Long Definitely. Season for them. And, and and get into the, literally the most dramatic game, the the total – in, in totality, um, in terms of just how it finished, Florida State, LSU, and just kind of like, especially w- looking at special teams just having such a big impact in that matchup. You know, Florida State was able to win 24 to 23 after um, Scottie Brown's deflection of LSU's uh, da- uh, Damian Ramos extra point kick. And it just was a night of Jordan Travis having a highlight field performance. And then, you know, Brian Kelly's first game uh, ended in, in a, a deflating loss. But what were your kind of your thoughts on this dramatic end and just uh, the, the 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 chaotic nature of it? Because for most of the game, it felt as though Florida State was in control. Then LSU kind of had a, a stronger second half. And then how that, that game ended was, I don't think, something anybody was expecting. You know, I'll have to, me being a Florida fan, I have to say this. Whew, Florida State looked, for the most part, good. Yeah. They finally got a quarterback. That's the big takeaway. That's what they, they they got their guy. They got their guy. <clears throat> they got they got it. They got their guy. He was so poised. He was running. He was throwing. He was accurate. I think that was the biggest thing I took from it. Accurate. Never looked rattled. Never looked never rattled. Look, never looked rattled. But the one thing I say, they cannot finish a game. They can't finish. <laughs> to save their life. They, yeah. <laughs> they should have they should have put, you know, LSU out of the misery because LSU couldn't move the ball. They, LSU got two big wide receivers that didn't even <laughs> was not existent. Put them out, take them out, take, put them out their miseries, and it came down to a block kick. Kudos to the block kick. But if you run against another team, LSU, we knew LSU was going to be kind of shaky coming in the season, having a new head coach Brian Kelly, who should have stayed at Notre Dame. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. But we knew that it was going to be it's going to be difficult for him to transition to SEC. He made us look bad. Everybody won except them. And they let Florida State win. But the biggest takeaway, LSU needs a lot of work. They're, they need a lot of work in the quarterback situation and play calling. And Florida State needs to know how to finish a game. That's, finish the game. And that really is the thing. Because like when you look at a team like Florida State, <clears throat> they got their quarterback now um, a really just talented. I, I think this guy can... Jordan Travis can have a have a yeah. Heisman caliber type of season if he continues the, the, down the track the, the, down the track that he's on. Like, but when you look at a team that has those pieces but can't finish a game strong, like, does that tell you more about like the the discipline and mentality of the team, or is it one of those things where you're like, okay, there may be some gaps in the holes of maybe the coach not finishing games as strong in terms of the the the, the um the the play calling. I think it's a bit of both because, I mean, Travis played a near perfect game, 262 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, what's the wide receiver's name? Uh, Wilson had 102, two touchdowns. Offense looked well. Mm-hmm. Defense gave up points where it was the weirdest thing, especially in the fourth quarter. I mean, 
first half, you give up three points in the third, seven, and obviously the fourth quarter, 13. But the second half is where you're supposed to t- put them out. It was 7-3 going into halftime. Florida State made great adjustments, scoring two, 10 points in the third quarter. But put them away. They yeah. they let them linger on too much. And then eventually, Daniels is going to find the way to, to, to freaking to score. And that oh, last yeah. drive was the one of the best drives I've seen that day. Yeah. Well, not that day. Obviously, they were the only one playing on Sunday. But Saturday, that drive was like, where was that the entire game? I don't. That's yeah. So, question. yeah. Let's what see. was that the entire game? Yeah, absolutely. Because that 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 team definitely has has a shot to 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 go to to, to go far and have a really type of um high caliber year. But if they can't finish close out games, there, there's going to be teams better than LSU <laughs> that 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 they're going to have to face, and it's it's not going to be it's not going to be no. the type of ending that, that that they want if they if they keep ending like that. But um, and now getting into kind of just thoughts on Serena Williams' last run at the U.S. Open, just also just how she'll be remembered um, this uh, last Friday night after what was likely just her final tennis tennis match over a, um, a seven five six seven six one loss to um, IJ uh, Tomlinovich in the third round of the U.S. Open. She said, "quote These are happy tears. I guess I don't know, and and I wouldn't be Serena if, if there wasn't Venus." End quote. But what are your thoughts on the imprint she left on, on tennis and just sports in general? Because she is obviously one of the goats in any category, and just ha- how she, the longevity of her career in multiple stages was something that, you know, we've really never seen. Man, she is the GOAT. She's, just to see the adversity her and Venus had to go through at a young age, Mm -hmm. you know, penetrating a predominantly white sport to be able to say she's the absolute GOAT. Not of tennis, but in sports in, in sports. general. Yeah, she's there with Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, LeBron uh-huh. James, Derek Jeter. Those, and it doesn't matter what sport she is. She's had to endure a lot mm-hmm. from, you know, racial slurs to being called a man and all this stuff, and to be able to be that great for so many years. Numbers don't lie. Championships don't lie. Whatever you want to call her, she's yeah. a goat. Oh yeah, you no call her a monkey, call her a goat. She's a goat, cause Russia. That's why y'all losing now in the war. Yeah, mm-hmm. piss me <laughs> off. Sorry, Willity. Nah, I, you you got to be honest, cause she has like she has went through statements that yes. no woman sh- should have to go through at all. No, just very derogatory statements. In, in terms of just also the image of a of a female athlete in tennis and the veracity she plays with like like in terms of that because that's one of the most unfair things i hear about her is that oh like you know she's she's too aggressive she she's quote unquote unquote manly because of uh, of the way she plays the sport like what are your thoughts on just those types of you know derogatory comments and just even that type of adversity not just like regular hey i'm going up against you know other other great competitors but i'm also Mm -hmm. going up against just critics out there and naysayers that aren't used to seeing me doing what I'm doing in this type of uh, sport. She stands out. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of it. Her game stands out. Her skin stands out. That's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we would hear the racial slur if she wasn't so great. Right. 
because you always want to bring down greatness. You yeah, always want to, yeah, especially when you're so good, they can't say anything about your game. They say, oh, then they want to attack you in other places yeah. because they can't say anything about your game. Mm-hmm. So with those comments, that's all you got? You that's that's guys, all you got. You got down to that level, right? You can't beat me. So you want to say something about my skin color or the way I look? Okay, cool. I'll I'll dance up there like a monkey to get my trophy. So yeah. it's it's the weirdest thing when people do that, and that's it's across every sport. Which you know, black people are so great in so many area era areas in sports. That's all the thing they can say about us, but yeah. it's not derogative to us. It's derogative to you because you hating on us. But I would love, I would have wanted her, I wanted her to go out with a bang. That's another punch in the throat to all the naysayers, all the critics. You know what I mean? But that did not take away from her legacy. At all. And I hope her daughter, right, I hope her daughter grows up and she seems like she has an interest and be as great as her mom. That would be amazing. So it'd be another punch in a gonass. To all of the naysayers. <laughs> <laughs> to all. <laughs> but no, serious, man. I mean, what a what a career, bro. Even Venus. Yeah. Hats off to Venus, too. Venus, Venus as well. You, you yes. can't leave her out as well. Cannot like leave Serena Venus said, out. it wouldn't be me. There wouldn't be a me right. without Venus. So, And you got you to give credit to her as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. back to the show and now we're getting into our album reviews and to start with the first one with rock marciano and the alchemist elephant man bones review um in this collaborative album you know it's, it's just a testament to, to really like two hip-hop long haulers who've you know never wavered from their creative ethics and you know marciano is just so lyrically sharp and the production is, is expertly uh, distilled and, and and no sound is really um overused in this project but what were some of your thoughts on you know some of your takeaways on this album and, and just you know how it sounded yep. overall yep Yep, 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 yep. Vibe me, first of all. It's very yes. lyrical. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, I want to say he's nonchalant, but it's just like how, it's, and I would say this about all artists, but you got to check boxes as a rapper. First of all, the voice, yeah. his cadence is, is was amazing. Um, I thought the production was extremely crazy. Alchemist does not miss when it comes Bonkers. to like it is so different. It's different every time. It's nothing, <clears throat> excuse me, the same. Like you saw, no. Some producers have that have their their niche and they stay in that pocket. Yeah, Alchemist doesn't That's have it, a pocket. pocket. He he has mm-hmm. just like the atmosphere, and he just takes from the atmosphere, and he just creates. <laughs> Literally, That's why he's the Alchemist. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it feels like. He's just taking from elements like, oh, take this one, yeah, take this one. And it's just like weird <laughs> stuff that he puts in the background that you want a, a normal yeah. producer wouldn't be like, I don't think I like that. But I don't think he, I, I, I want to like speculate, but I don't think he ever changes. Like if he makes a beat that day, I don't think he goes back and tries to tweak it. It's just that. It doesn't seem yeah. like it at all. But nah, this was dope. Yeah. Them being able to collab, like every Alchemist project that we've reviewed has really been dope, especially production wise. Oh yeah, and then um, he has he has not missed on any project that that we ever no. talk about. And the production is always crazy. 
the lyrics and, and mm-hmm. it's not like a crazy, crazy album that you can play on the radio, but it's it's just the hip, it's vibe, hip hop vibes. And yeah. I, it's not for radio no. play. It's literally an album yes. album. And I, I think we need to create a category called hip hop vibes because Rock be Marciano goes under here. Currency will go under there. Um, mm-hmm. Black Dog. Uh, Lupe Fiasco will go under there. Hip hop vibes, like those type of guys. Is they have their own category? They need even um, what the dude Igor, um, Tyler Creator, <laughs> oh, Tyler Tyler Creator yeah. with with his last with his last album that he did with DJ Drama. Yes. That was a Gangsta Grills album, not a mixtape. Yes, he would go into hip hop yeah. vibes. So, but this yeah, this was definitely dope. This was definitely dope. Production, lyrics, bars, cadence, voice. The intricate details of what goes into it, yeah, this was this this was really dope. I mean, and speaking of DJ Drama, because it, it was interesting, because he did talk about like he was on a um he he had an interview recently with, with Rory and Maul, and he was talking about just like how hey like there have been artists that have wanted to do a Gangsta Grills mixtape with me, but something changed. And he said, if you're reading this, his Q Late was supposed to originally supposed to be a Gangsta Grills mixtape, oh. which is very interesting to me. Very interesting. Which I mean, I don't. I, and it, I don't think it really needed to because it was it's it's one of his best yes. ever. But but about that though, I think sometimes there are mixtapes that that need possibly that that type of production, and then other ones it, it just it doesn't it's already perfect yeah. the way it is. Yeah, I, I don't think it would have resonated as it did if it was a DJ drama uh, tape. Yeah, if no. you're reading this, it's too late. So I'm glad whatever happened catastrophe <laughs> the, the business yes, it, it did not happen because we didn't need a DJ drama yeah. thing. We didn't need that. <laughs> but, no, I get that though. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't work out, and then you just realize like you don't need that extraness for this mixtape, right? Well, you don't need because mm-hmm. I, I do understand sometimes you feel like as an artist you're missing something. And maybe it is a DJ's connection or DJ's drop or whatever that they bring it out or bring more attention to it. But yeah, that's very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was more select uh, than what who he chooses to do a uh next day. Exactly. Game. So Yeah. Um and 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 now getting into uh, uh Kenny Beats uh, uh Louis review and in his debut solo album you know as he's known as just one of the best producers working in hip hop today he shows he can just converge seemingly conflicting sounds and and confidently use authentic instrumentation um and and this is the type of album that I mean I do appreciate the in- instrumentals where literally I, when I don't want to like hear any lyrics I can just run this run this through and it's just it's really uh an effective uh, type of instrumental project but. What were some of your your thoughts on this and the takeaways of you know the type of easygoing instrumentals that he interlaced with, with brief vocal harmonies? Hey yo, amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. guy, amazing, amazing guy, amazing beats. <laughs> He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> He's amazing. Yo yo yeah yeah. I love the little intro because I don't know too much about the the you know Kenny Beats and just giving that background of how he was called Louis and just his dad. You know, uh, they're doing a fake radio show or whatever, and just implement. Yeah, I, I love, I love that. Yeah. That was really dope. But as soon as you turn parentheses, man, that beat is so amazing. I literally just started freestyling. Some of these beats, I was like, I mean, I want to freestyle over <laughs> some of these beats. I was just like, yes, like, bro, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's just right there. Yeah. Like, if I ever got the chance to get a beat from Kitty Beats, bro, I would. 
Oh Listen, my goodness, brother. man. I'll be jumping off a of joy, but nah. <laughs> right after the podcast, we'd be like, hey, Kenny, yeah. so we used to like rap seriously. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta just throw away beef you want to get to me. But <laughs> yo, this I know, I know for certain he got like 50 phone call, 50 gazillion texts. Oh, hey, bro. I people, his phone that. was ringing. Yes, his phone was bro. ringing. He had to put it on Do Not Disturb at one point. In the day. Actually, bro, <laughs> if you put out these tracks and you didn't give them to nobody, you just kept these, yo, that's crazy. But he did have that's, that's That's what I'm saying. Like, think this, the tracks that he was keeping to, like, actually keeping for himself. Like, like what what are your thoughts on, on, on just, like, the amazing selection that he had and also just the fact that artists can probably were listening to this and can instantly tell, hey, man, like, this is something that that these are jewels, like these are treasures that he just that he just has in store. Yeah, yeah, man. That's just to think about that. That's wild. As a producer, I know you like you know you have that like arsenal of music or beats that you've been working on just for yourself, and then you probably take from that if somebody be like, you know what. I'll give this to you, but you have a, like four or five that you really don't want to give to, and they try oh, to yeah. pander you like, bro, let me have that. He's like, nah, I got that for my album. An album for beats? Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't have that to me. <laughs> so that's what, that was that brief pause, just trying to think of that moment before I said something. So, like, I understand, because I know producers, dope producers, and I'll be like, bro, like, what you been working on? Like, you been working on anything? And it was like, yeah, I've been working on a couple things that I've seen you on Link. And I'd be like, yo, this is fine. Like, can I get these? Like, nah, bro, I got to keep that. Nah, what are you talking about? So, I'm, what are you exactly, you got to put out a beat album, brother. Beat <laughs> a beat album. But nah, yo, I just think about that <laughs> whole process. And you got to keep some for yourself because yes. you give off this heat. But then you be like, man, I really didn't want any voices on this. I just want people to just mm. listen to it. So, and yeah. beat just like having like, Albums just fully beat. Well, this is not a fully beat because he had a couple guys rapping and stuff on this one. Yeah, he had, like, had a couple in there. And stuff. But to have that's yeah, his guy. No, that's his guy. Yeah, Him and Vince Staples do some amazing work, man. Funny, man. But oh it's yeah. Funny. But it's <laughs> more it's popular now to drop just like beat albums and not that many people on mm-hmm. them. It's getting more popular. So yeah, I mean, you got to keep that fire for yourself. But I'm pretty sure he's like throw out so much beats to artists until you like, you know what? It's time yeah, for me to, to. Has do to my have. own thing and see if people to vibe with that. Like you can get on it. If it, if I can use it for my album, you can't use it. So I've been there before. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you can hop on it, but you can't have it. You can't have that. <laughs> right, that's cool. As long as I'm on the album, brother. So I, yeah, I've, I've, I've collided with a bunch of producers like that. Like the guy from France, Yugs or whatever. Um, Butter, that's his top streaming song, and that was early. Oh, wow. he was, I think it's on uh, what is it? Spotify, it's like 60,000 streams, almost 100,000 streams on that on Butter, and it's mm. my vocals and stuff on it. And that was like early during the pandemic when I was still trash, and that got a lot of streams. So I was like, wow, but I couldn't have a song, I couldn't have it. Could have. I just had to do it for him. <laughs> I'm doing you exactly, a favor. No, exactly. But now he gave me a few beats or whatever. Man. But that's how it goes in the music thing. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. Definitely. 
Um, and, and now getting in, in, into, into Dixon's uh, one of his latest singles, uh, barely. Um, and, and in addition to the other two, he dropped this one and links back up with producers Anakin and, and and Vader, where it has a, has a, a DMB based production outfit and lays him with the groove that just you know glides over the entirety of the song. And you know he's about to drop a, a, a ten song project four days on September sixteenth. And now looking at at this single, and I mean we've I, I believe we, we we reviewed an EP of his earlier yeah. in the year, but he's he's really an r&b singer that i think he's got he's got next um he's one that, that I, I really like throw back i really throw on that ep a lot and just like in terms of the the vibes and the moods that, that he's in i feel like it always fits perfectly with the production but what were some of your thoughts on this on this single and just like the overall feel of it first of all this is a single song it's a single yes good job Dixon, for dropping a perfect single song and it wasn't yeah. an album song; it was a single song. So I gotta gotta put that out. No, no, but yeah, I'm always with the funky vibes, bro. With the, 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 the his voice, he's a, he's an R B because he got um, I looked at his track list or whatever. He he has a Tanashi. Tanashi too, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know she was still yeah. doing music. I thought she took a break. That's yeah, crazy. I thought she took a break, <laughs> but I don't know. Manu, but nah, this was that that single was dope. It was yeah, it was wavy, it was vibey, it was is a nice little tune, nice melody. It wasn't like a it got it has me anticipating what the what the yeah, rest of the project's gonna yeah. sound like. It wasn't honestly. like a I think this could be a radio song, but it's not like a crazy, crazy, crazy like yo, that's the one. But I thought it was I thought it was real dope, but I thought it was a, it definitely is a single song, vibey, catchy, yeah. you know. And the lyrics is not gonna blow you away, but I thought it was yeah. It was good. It, it it really it really fit what what he's trying to do, and I mean, also like him dropping three singles before because he because he dropped uh, two other ones. Obviously, the 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 the, the one with on Heat with with, with Tanashi. Like that's interesting because he's trying to. It almost feels as though like he's trying to like put out three different types of of song choices that people can see. Like hey, like maybe I like this one more or or that one more. Like when when an artist like an upcoming artist like him is about to drop a project, but still is putting out a few songs. Like, do you think it's one of those things where they're trying to like set the tempo or, or set, or, or maybe like just put it out there as a filler in terms of, Hey, like what do, what do people yeah. are actually into? What are they responding to before they actually get the full project? I, it could be that, or it could be just an anxiousness, just wanting to get your music mm-hmm. out and, or yeah. a couple songs that you've already previously dropped didn't do as well, or because it's, He's signed, so most of the time artists don't have a say of what they want to drop or what they should drop. The label sometimes like, okay, we should drop this one and do that or whatever. But I don't know if this is a situation, but it does happen because T-Pain and other artists say that all the time. He's like, once they started picking my singles, that's when my career <laughs> went down. T-Pain's funny. Yeah. Took care. But it could be anxiousness or trying to set the tone and figure out if people are really gonna vibe with it, because he's already released what four yeah. songs on this on this uh yeah four, four songs. songs on this I day believe. off heat barely and cherry sorbet I have it with seven streeter cherry sorbet with seven streeter Got yeah I haven't to listened too. to that one this year but when you drop four songs off your project you might have just didn't drop a single just dropped the whole project you drop four songs like. <laughs> we already know he dropped one two three then a big gap did nine like. <laughs> Like you should have just that's yeah. interesting. 
That's interesting. I, cause I, and that's the thing, because when I saw he was doing that, I was like, I've never yeah. it seems like a little too much. It seems like a little too much to drop our project, and you only got 10 songs, and you just you gave us four, pretty much. And I mean, hopefully the next six blow us away, <laughs> but you gave us a lot. You gave us a lot, man. You, that man gave us I've a never lot, seen it bro. Done like, like, that. Uh, like maybe two, me maybe either. Two trots. Yeah, two, two. I get. And yeah, yeah. You yeah, dropped yeah, four off bit, a but. ten song album. Maybe there's not the numbers are not <laughs> rocking the way they thought it was gonna rock. Maybe I think that's that's what it might be. Because I ain't yeah. rapping no four. <laughs> that's interesting. Dropping four singles. not doing that. I mean, because you see artists do like the thing where after the album drops, hey, they'll drop like two or three music videos for for a project yes. to, to, to to keep the like but but not like before yeah. it's usually it's usually always mm-hmm. after to, to like to keep the momentum of the exactly. project going not drop four tracks be like oh they still go vibe with the whole thing like <laughs> if we haven't liked the first four songs what do you what makes you think people are gonna like the rest of the six of them? man it just has me thinking man it just has me thinking because I was just like that's really interesting he just he dropped that man. Let's see how I play out. Yeah, on, definitely. Um, and, and, and now getting into to Bryson Tiller's latest track, Outside, and in this new single that was kind of like more of a vibey track, and it's the type of song that Tiller said he wants to include in his next project uh, and uh, said, quote, Outside is the polar opposite of what everyone is used to hearing from me. Normally, we would release a song intended to put people deep in their feelings, but this song is, is anti-feels, end quote. Um, but what do, you, what do you think about the current sound of Tiller and just, you know, what his next album could sound like? Because... We've talked about him a lot in terms of he had the the sophomore slump after after his first album, and it's one of those things where we're kind of like thinking back, hey, when, when are we going to hear the the vintage Bryson Tiller? Um, so what did you kind of think about this this That's new not track? Him. That's not him. That's not your vibe. That's not your vibe. Your voice, your voice, and how they mix your vocals don't match that. You are authentic. Not because you put people in your their feels, it's because the production and your mixing matched. Yes. Perfectly. Now yeah. you doing something we don't want. I will say his last project <laughs> was was yeah, anniversary it was better in a in a step in the right direction. Oh, much better. It 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 aged a lot better than than I think we originally yes. for. Because I go back and yeah. especially Sorrows. I'm a big fan of Sorrows. Um, oh, man. Sorrows, Sorrows that song. That's bro. the type of vibe your mixing goes into. Because how yeah. they mix his vocals are extremely weird. I, they put a lot on his on his vocals. So when you mm-hmm. mix it like that and you put it on like a... That's what Blacks are supposed to be on or... Ty Dollar that's Sign a, that, or something. Uh, yeah. That's not Blacks and Ty Dollar Sign would have killed that. That's not yours. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 was, it was it wasn't the type of track. It wasn't the type. It was an empty. It was it's one of those like tracks you hear and you're just like, where where is this artist yeah. trying to go? Because we know what he can do really well. Even in his last project, as we're talking about mm-hmm. the anniversary, he had really good yes. songs on it. I, it's a project I go back and, and revisit a lot because I think he he did a a really good job of, of putting those tracks together. But this one, there there are parts when you can see an artist getting almost too experimental and i feel feel as though this was the type of song where you kind of saw him just get get too experimental out of out of his kind of like normal yes. range first yes let's yeah. just give it the song itself was boo boo in my eyes yeah don't 
Oh wow, I didn't even try to do that, Billington. Don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I didn't even try to do that. I didn't even try to do that, bro. But yeah, this is not your lane, bro. Get back in your lane. Get back in your lane because your mixing doesn't match that. It doesn't match it. And that vibe, you're not that type of artist. Man, why'd you have to bring up though? I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to trap. I'm gonna listen to trap. Right, bro. I I'm gonna go, go back listen to, to trap. <laughs> it wasn't because you put people in their feelings. It's because everything matched. Your vocals were yes. your vocals were good. Your mixing was good. Your production was good. The mm-hmm. lyrics were good. Everything matched. That's why it's one of it's a golden. That's what they say. Negro golden spiritual. Project. That's a Negro spiritual uh project. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Like, that is solidified. solidified. That is man. It should be phenomenal. Uh, what it is, uh diamond, whatever the crap is. It should be diamond. Diamond, by yeah. Now. <laughs> so yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um and, and get and now getting into our last review with, with Taylor Gray's uh, Find a Way to Smile Again. Um in his new album, you know, he kind of covers resilience and joy despite lament and really desires you know to present this as a type of music that can address, you know, real surrounding circumstances and enhance the um experience of the overall journey but what did you think about the message he tried to convey and the overall sonic output because taylor gray is an artist i've listened to uh, uh you know many years um following you know a lot a, a lot of his previous albums and i think this was one of his kind of like most transparent ones and obviously he's on the uptick of a journey like he he's he's addressed many things he's gone through in the past and this one it felt as though like hey I, like i'm going i'm getting out of something that i was past i was i was um previously in and now I'm kind of trying to find the 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 good and the high points of, of what I went through. I thought that was dope, man. Did well? Did he right. drop this this month? Yeah, perfect. It was it was last Friday. Perfect because this is Suicide Awareness Month, right? And he, he dropped it at a very strategic yes, point. Yes, that's why I was getting. I was like, make sure that he did drop it this month. Yeah, this was really yes. dope, and to be able to put it into a hip hop form, and it it, to, and it could be like not a nagging at the ear type because it's, it's rare for not even rare. It's, it's difficult for uh rappers to try to implement like well being into the raps. Kendrick Lamar does it extremely well. Uh, and his last yeah, album, that was exactly. a therapy album. It was definitely a therapy album and to still make it uh enticing is hard. And I think this was, mm. was, was, it didn't do the Kendrick Lamar vibe, the Kendrick thing, but it yeah. did get the point across, and I think it was it was enticing yes. enough for you to listen all the way through. And I thought it was I thought it was really dope. I thought it was transparent. I love the cover art that he had for it. Um, it's always dope to <laughs> to look at the pictures and stuff like like. Yeah, man, but I never heard of. I him. love when artists do that. Yeah. I love when artists do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's he 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 uh, uh obviously like a really a really popular Christian rapper. Um, Christian uh, his brother is Christian Gray. He's also a pastor. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bro, I knew his voice sound familiar, bro. Christian Gray used to be my top five. Bro, he's rough, man. You know, it's it's crazy. I'm not even gonna lie to you. My brother is friends with a lot of a lot of these people. A lot of these people. Taylor Gray and him are really good friends. He's really good friends with Kristen Gray, man. I gotta one of the one of these people I gotta talk to soon. One of these people we gotta talk to soon because Kristen Gray was 
up there. Yo, yes. And what's funny? Tyler used to say, I rapped like Christian Gray. That he reminded me. Yes, he said me. that a lot. He said that a lot. And that's why I was like, who's Christian Gray? Like, I'm, you know, Show Baraka, all these guys. But I listen to Christian, Christian Gray yeah. used to. Crazy. Get man. Yo, shot, hey, Reese, hit a clap for Christy Gray. Hit a clap for Taylor Gray, man. That's dope, man. I didn't. I knew his voice sound familiar. I just couldn't put yeah. my finger on it because they have a distinctive. <laughs> you gave the reaction yeah, of the year. Bro, like, <laughs> like, what? That's Christy Gray's brother. Like, bro, Christy Gray is a Christian man, rock legend, oh, man. Yes, bro. His projects were. Ones I would just replay and yes. replay, man. Oh wow! Yeah, some, some some phenomenal albums, man. Tyler knows everybody. Tyler knows the president. He know. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this man has connections. This man has so many connections, man. This man has. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. But this album, man, this was doing it in September, obviously. Um, and and, and just the themes of it, I feel as though were, were really yeah. solid. Were there any particular tracks? Was it one of those things where this was just a straight run through for you, or were there any particular tracks that you felt as though may have been the best ones on this that that you can remember? It was it was definitely a track. I mean, track album you can listen straight yeah. through. Run because it's only eight but songs. Put me back together. Um, I've been around. I love the beat. Oh, and his voice yes. went well with it. Um. Yeah. Uh, bu- 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 <gasps> I just realized who this was. Hold on, let me put. Let me. That's Armand. No. Yes, Armand. I understand I the reason. I knew it. Yeah, knew it, bro. Armand is what. Armand, wake up, bro. And that's another one. That's another one. Tyler yeah, we knows. did the um. The interview with the uh when he when Tyler yeah. was doing the show. Yo, I still listen to it. I love to do, do you. <laughs> oh, now I gotta go listen to Man, it. Man, I, I kinda wanna oh. like I kinda wanna listen. I, I gotta go back and listen to these guys. Man, I gotta go back and listen to them, man. I, I gotta go look, go back and listen to these guys. Bro, that brings us so many memories, bro. I mean we first listened to Armand Wake Up. He changed his name. It was just Armand. Now I say Armand Wake Up. But yeah, he, up. he be flow. He's funny too, though. But he be flow. Oh, he's super funny. Yeah. He flow. Yeah. Yo, this just went up. Cause like, you know, you just, I just <laughs> press play and just, you know, do other stuff. And I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this voice sounds familiar. This voice sounds familiar. But then I'm just like doing other stuff. So I'm not checking the phone. But now I got to yeah. go back and listen to it with some, some grit. Cause, yo, <laughs> Yo, this is crazy, man. Armand, man. Yeah, man. nah, good. Thanks well, it's a good job, brother. Give me your flowers <laughs> every time we do this stuff. You be fighting people, man. <laughs> This is this, I have given like Savon like two people to re-listen to tonight yes. automatically because man yes. <laughs> it, it takes you for back it really takes sure. you back <laughs> for sure. definitely well that wraps it up for tonight I'm Post One to Burn from my counterpart Savon Morris this has been Full Scope. <laughs> <laughs>